I'm a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like to have coin. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is like a chemistry lab. You're on the verge <laughs> of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Pauly Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Pauly Sebelia. I'm Stephen Fonte. As we close out the week here on Orange Nation, we've got Tom Walters coming up at 1245, Director of Communications for the Onondaga County Public Library. We'll let you know how they are teaming up with the Syracuse Crunch for a uh, big game on Monday. Yeah, they're booting us off the air on Monday, giving us a day off. Some of us will enjoy that day off more than others. Uh, John Ryan, uh, 1 o'clock, professional sports gambler. You can find his work at the Predictive Playbook and at John Ryan Sports 1 on Twitter. I was 5-0 in my picks last week. Yes, you week. were. Thank you. And you're only down by like 11 now. I'm on a heater. Congratulations. Tony Simeone, the voice of uh, Notre Dame basketball, will be on with us at uh, 1.30 as we preview tomorrow's matchup inside the Dome between the Orange and the Irish. Plus, we'll mix in your phone calls throughout at 315 315- Four three seven seventy six forty four. How are you today, Paulie? I'm doing okay, Steve. How are you? I'm fine. It's the end of the long work week, so um, I'm happy about that. Yeah, there, there's no weekends in sports. This is true. Steve. It's a big weekend. I mean, we got uh, NFL playoffs starting up. Uh, you, know, you could catch those following the, the SU basketball and crunch game right here on ESPN Radio tomorrow and all of the games on ESPN AM on Sunday. And the uh, Giants broadcast on ESPN FM. All right. Uh, there you go. We got you covered uh, with Bills, hockey, basketball, Bills football. Bills will be on K-Rock. Bills favored by almost two touchdowns, 13 and a half. Yeah, Galaxy Media is your home for all sports. All right, we've got a lot to get to. and We'll certainly talk NFL throughout the show. We'll talk SU basketball. But we begin with uh, the news that, that came down as we were on the air yesterday, and that is uh, Nick Monroe has uh, decided to leave Syracuse. He's heading back home to Minnesota uh, to become the co-defensive coordinator there as well as the cornerbacks coach. And this, I said this yesterday, this could end up being the biggest loss of the three. I mean, Tony White was great, and I I don't know how long you expected to have him. And Robert and I came here for one year, and he did what he did. But there's Jason Beck. You know, Nick Monroe, given what he meant to the recruiting for Syracuse football could end up being the biggest loss. You know, Trill Williams, Andre Sisco, guys like that were, you know, Nick Monroe was responsible for bringing them here. Um, he was well-liked in recruiting circles, and uh, and this is this a, it's self, a big blow. He was a Florida guy. Yep. He, he, he tentacles everywhere in recruiting. The thing that bugs me, Steve, it's one thing if you're player, like you look at the players that left and you go on the portal, you say, good for you. You're going to LSU. You're going to Ohio State. Syracuse can't compete with those guys. I get that. Go get it. But we had John Wildhack on this show, and he said, when it comes to assistant coaches, we won't be able to compete with the likes of Alabama and big SEC schools, but we'll be fine. And they've lost assistant coaches to NC State, Nebraska, and Minnesota. 
there's more money there, but is it that great of a dis? Because if it's that big of a discrepancy, that's a problem that's going to continue to rear its ugly head, and it's going to also affect. If this doesn't work out for Dino, what coach is looking at this and going, oh, yeah, that's a great situation yeah. to be in? Yeah, right. Um, well, so maybe instead of Clemson or instead of uh, Alabama or Ohio State, maybe he should have said the SEC and the Big Ten because two of the schools you mentioned are Big Ten schools. Um, and we know that there's more money in the Big it's Ten. It's Minnesota, No, man. I know. I know. Um, and I know you're not quite buying we were, it. They were, it's literally a lateral move. They were both in the pinstripe bowl. <laughs> well, it, it, yes, uh, but it's not a lateral move in that you look at his title. He's co-defensive coordinator. Yeah, which, why couldn't we give him that? I they they could. I mean, they he they could have made him the defensive coordinator. Forget the co part. He could have been the defensive. He coordinator. could be the associate head coach, for God's sake, and so, give him some more money. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Minnesota and the Big Ten, they, I understand that there's Big Ten money out there. You're right. It does seem like a lateral move. The other part of this, I know you're not quite buying it, is the fact that it's a chance to go home. Oh, for, for God's sakes. Robert and I use that same crap. Oh, I'm going home. So we just got to hire coaches from Central New York now so they can all <laughs> stay here. Money, money makes home uh, where you are. Yeah, right. <laughs> more tolerable, right? Yes, Makes yes. the central you New York winters what? I more like tolerable. You know what? I like it here. This is my home, yeah, right? Because they're paying me. I can buy a bigger house here. Here's the thing: um, they had the opportunity to to keep him. I mean, right? If, if Tony White left, you would have to think that had they made him defensive coordinator, but maybe, you would have you know, to think he had a step. Here's the other thing: stayed. maybe you know we we know he's a good recruiter. Maybe he's not a defensive. Like right. I can't go out and say he's a defensive coordinator because I don't know that. Right, and th- that's what I said yesterday: is that by making him the interim defensive coordinator and then hiring Rocky Long, you had to know that there was the threat there that he would leave, and that's what happened. So I'm sure that at the time Dino knew that that was a possibility, and. He weighed his options, and he made the move that he made. Right? Because, I mean, I think we all, from the outside looking in, we we looked at that and said, well, that's very much a possibility. If they don't make him, like, they made Jason back the OC right away. They didn't make Nick Monroe, the they DC. They also could have said, Long's coming in for a couple of years. He's in his 70s. He's going to show you how this defense works. You're going to, you know. like He's going to be your mentor, yeah, and then you'll take he, over. Yeah. But you also look at Minnesota's situation. That coach is there for life. You know, he's got a great. There's a lot more job security in Minnesota. Why do you say he's there for life? His contracts through like. Oh, okay. You're just saying seventy-seven. That he's, yeah, yeah, it's like. Right. But yeah, like at least at least here you don't know. Because if he keeps winning, he'll go somewhere else. What? I mean, that's how college coaching works. Yeah, so. but yeah, but he's also there's. There's some security. Yes, there's security there as opposed to here where you don't know what's going to happen in a year. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some truth to that. And maybe that factored into Tony White, Robert and I, and Nick Monroe. You know, I'm sure that was on the list of pros and cons when you weigh making a big move. Um, Now, in the case of really all three, I mean, I'm sure the money played a a heavy role in it as well. The other thing is you can't complain about, though, like they got they got the uh, defensive coordinator they wanted. You know, and that's another reason you leave. They clearly wanted this guy over you. Right. Like, as soon as it opened, they're like, there's one guy we're getting. And I'll give props to, uh, you got to give props to John Wildhack in that sense that he went out and paid a guy that they wanted and he came. Right. 
Took him from another school. Right. So that's what I said. Like at the time, Dino had to know if we bypass Nick Monroe, there's a chance he's going to go. There's a chance he's going to go somewhere else. And that's what happened. And the way it went down, just like. And if you listen to people, they'll tell you that the recruiting here isn't that good anyway. So I I mentioned that the other day. That's you can't have both sides of it. Well, now you can't be upset that he left, but then you can't also complain that he, you know, that they're not recruiting if they're, well enough. If they aren't recruiting well enough, it's it, it may take a dip because he's the guy that got the, guy, the right. bulk of the credit for right. it. He's the guy. So yeah, it's a, it's a big loss, and at the end of the day, it may end up being the biggest loss. I think you know Robert and I obviously is a, a great offensive mind, knows what he's doing. It's amazing what he did with Garrett Schrader, but Jason Beck had a hand in that as well. And by all accounts, Jason Beck is you know he's been waiting 10, 12 years for this, and and he's he's ready to rock and roll. And you know from a from a defensive perspective, you've got one of the architects of this defense. The the recruiting is the the part that I think is concerning about this. You know that you lose your top recruiter. It's a good thing, yeah. You know what's good for the radio listener, Steve, is that we're both from this area, and we're not going anywhere. We went to school like a mile from each other. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're not going anywhere. We're not leaving. We are home, so they're stuck with us. No bigger, no bigger uh, schools are going to come get us or radio stations. We're on the verge, by the way, of uh, you and I making it the the longest I've ever worked with a co-host before. Just throwing that out there, so. I think three years is the most. What are you trying to play? I'm trying to play an audio bite that they just opened for me. No, and again, if you have success, right, then, then part of that success could be opportunities for some for some staff down the road, but we're not overly concerned about that. And if you do have something like that, it reflects well on your program. So this reflects well on the program for, uh, oh, that was that did not play for our Q Sports Talk people, but oh well. Uh, so it doesn't reflect well for. So if you're, this is what's going to happen if you're winning. People are going to jettison. I think we all know that, right? Um, and we saw that they got off to a six and zero start, and oh, Tony White's doing a really good job, and Nebraska wanted him, and they threw a bunch of money at him, and he's and he's gone there. Um, and the same thing with players, right? We're going to see that in the transfer portal era that Deuce Chestnut, you know, goes to LSU and. Um, like I get that though, you know, Jihad Carter, Ohio State, and and that's that's what's going to happen is that you have if you have success here, bigger pro, there, there is a pecking order, and and Minnesota is, is not at the top of the food chain. Minnesota, Big Ten money, and it's home, right? NC State doesn't that make sense? ACC money and it's home. Well, it's more money and it's home. Do we know it's more money? I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But could we not compete with it? I don't know. I, I need I that question not. answered. Is Minnesota paying him so much more that we could not compete with that offer? Or was, I'm not the defensive coordinator. I don't care. I'll take the same amount of money and go to Minnesota because it's home. My guess is it's probably some more money. I don't know if it's an astronomical amount more. And it's home. And he gets the co-defensive coordinator title. I think it was probably a combination of the three things. You know, he said, and you know, Mike McAllister talked to him, and you know, Mario uh, from Channel Nine. We're we're planning on talking to him this afternoon. Uh, we're waiting to hear back from him, but he said he would give us an interview. Uh, but he said to Mike McAllister that you know, home played a big factor in this, and that he had other opportunities to go other places, but this was the one that felt right to him. I don't. know. It seems like a problem. 
Seems like a problem. Ready to take our first time out here, Steve? Yeah, let's do that. 315-437-7644. If you want to check in on this topic, you can. I just saw the phone ringing a moment ago. So if you want to check in, uh, feel free to do so uh, during the break. 315-437-7644. We'll certainly talk some SU basketball today, NFL. What do you got? We're going to play the match game again. Oh, good. I look forward to that. We're going to do it prior to every SU basketball game. Yeah. yeah, people loved it. I haven't bought my Gene Rayburn microphone, but we're going to play the match game again. All right, I look forward to that. Uh, time out here. Back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Orange Nation, our artist of the day, boy named Billy Joe Johnny Cash. This one is Don't Take Your Guns to Town. The reason uh, we're doing Johnny Cash is I believe he, he recorded Wholesome Prison Blues on this state, but I'm not sure. You can Google that at some point. I will Google that. I will try to report back to you. Uh, I, I forgot why. Let's go to but you can't go wrong. the phone. You can't go wrong with Johnny Cash. I told you yesterday, this brings me back. Uh, my, my grandfather, on my my mom's dad, was, uh, was a big Johnny Cash Do you know Cash he only fan. had one top ten hit? Is that right? Yeah, he had a ton of country top ten hits, but only one mainstream. What was the one? A that, Boy Named Sue. Really? Hit number That's two. That's the one. That was recorded at Folsom That's Prison. right. You're right. It was. Look at you with the Johnny Cash nuggets. Uh, all right, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Brendan in Manlius kicking us off on the show today. Hey, Brendan. Hey guys, I called you a couple of weeks back when uh, Rocky Long first got hired, and I said I think that that was a mistake. And I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on that argument now. I'm gonna start with <clears throat> I don't think anybody knows the contract details that Nick Monroe got, but I gotta be honest, I I don't blame him one bit. I think it's a complete slap in the face to this guy. Um, Coach Babers likes to talk about Ohana and family and stuff like that, and I think he just flat out overlooked this guy. He gave Jason Beck, who I don't think had one second of offensive coordinator experience, the job within an hour of Robert and I being fired. But for some reason, Nick Monroe, who I think inarguably was the architect behind one of the best defensive back systems we've had maybe ever, we certainly have had the most talented defensive backs maybe in the history of this program under his watch. And I think that this is going to be looked at in two years as a big mistake, I think, to overlook a young, aggressive coach who's very seemingly very likable, I think, as your top recruiter, has stuck, through, stuck with you through thick and thin, I think, is going to, down the road, be a big mistake. You know, I don't know how you guys feel about that. And again, maybe he's getting three times the pay and God bless him. But as a Syracuse fan, I look at it like this. <clears throat> you just lost your top defensive coordinator. You just lost your top offensive coordinator. My guess is that freed up some capital. I don't know what Rocky Long and Jason Becker are making, but I'm going to guess it's less than a nigh and uh, Tony White. So if they're going to come back and say, well, we couldn't afford to keep them, yeah, maybe that's the case. But as a fan, I roll my eyes that that's the case. You got a lot of ACC money, and I think you just lost a good coach uh, from your staff. Yeah, it's, it's a good call, Brendan, and, and I, I don't know the answer. I, I don't know, and I, I would love to to be able to ask Dino. Unfortunately, we're, we're probably not going to oh, – Brendan hung up. Uh, we're probably not going to be able to to talk to him for a bit. You know, they're, they're yeah. kind of off the grid at the moment. Um, but our next chance, I would like to ask him how the whole thing played out. I don't know what he'll share. Maybe he'll give us some idea of, of what happened and why it happened and what the thinking was. Um, but Brendan, I, you know, I'm with you. I think it does have the potential to be something we look back on and say, "Man, that was a that was a loss." Now, maybe there's a, a very reasonable explanation for how it played out, but I would I would love to hear it. Look, and I also 
you you did say they hired Beck within an hour. They clearly, and I don't know if they're right or wrong on this, and we may find out they were wrong. We may find out they were right. It's going to affect recruiting. He may not have the chops to be a defensive coordinator. I, I can't say that. Right. Because I don't know. Right. So it happened on the same day. So there was there was certainly, like, there was a reason they named Beck OC immediately. Yeah. And, and they named, it, it was a, a very uh, calculated decision that they named Monroe the interim with the thought of we're going to go hire somebody else. It didn't take him very long. They got Rocky Long in here like a week and a half later. So it was a conscious decision, obviously. But where, they, where he is correct is that they clearly aren't paying these two as much as they were paying the other guys. You, you need to keep your best recruiter. Give him the money. Right, and that's and we again, that's part of this story we don't know. Did Minnesota double his salary or did they give him a 10% raise? You know, I mean, we we don't know that. Even if it's a, like and give him a stupid title, make him the assistant head coach. Doesn't mean anything. And again, we don't know. Maybe that was offered and it was like, "Nope, I'm going home. They're giving me this. You guys can't compete with that and, you know, for all these reasons I'm out." You know, like to, to I, borrow the line from Shark Tank, right? They give all the reasons and say, for all those reasons, I'm out. I don't know. I would love to know how it all played out. And I don't know if we'll ever get an answer about it, but I mean, there's a reason that they didn't name him the DC. So what is that reason? Right. He, they clearly don't think he could cut it. Right? Well, I don't know if that's, the, I don't know if that's the reason. Well, why wouldn't you do it then? Again, maybe it goes back to what you said. Maybe they thought, all right, we'll we'll bring you know Rocky Long is what seventy two, whatever he is. We'll bring him here. You know, we'll, he'll coach here for two years. You'll, you know, he'll be the but mentor. But if they did that properly, they would have. He wouldn't have left then either. You're good. But again, you don't know. Minnesota comes and say, hey, we'll double your salary. We'll give you the title now. You don't have to wait two years. And he's like, okay, I'm gone. You know. Um, but he's co coordinator. Give him a raise. Make him co coordinator with Long and. Maybe he says too late. I, I don't know. Like there's, a, I think he was there, insulted. I th- I think that is a strong possibility. He's never going to say it. Dino's never going to say it. But I think that's it. But what do I know? But I also, I'm 100% honest. I don't know that I can, I can't say that I don't know the guy. He may not be defensive coordinator material. Right. We don't know. And, you know, Brendan's saying we'll look back they, in a couple of years. and thought he was, he would be, right? Yes. Right. I mean, we on the same day, they named Beck offensive coordinator. He's the guy. They didn't think he was the guy. For whatever reason, they didn't think he was the guy. Or at least he wasn't the guy just yet. Maybe uh, swag does not convert to D.C. DC <laughs> as it, well as it does to recruiting. You do need to have some swag when you're recruiting. I don't know if we want to get into the Bayheim Bites now, or do we filibuster till this... Uh, Call habits. You know, Lights on the Lake is uh, still going on, and uh, it's charity week. Last night, you can go five bucks. All the uh, money goes to Sage Upstate, Steve. So, Lights on the Lake. Today's the last night. Yeah. I don't know what's happening on our phone lines right now. They're, They're ringing, and someone is talking, and it's driving me bonkers. I can tell. Um, I, I do think there's a chance Brendan's right about, uh, you know, that this would potentially come back to bite him someday, and we'll have to see how it plays out. Now, you know, the, the players sound excited to be coached by Rocky Long, um, but they weren't expecting to lose Nick Monroe like that. I mean, Caleb Okochuku tweeted yesterday. Like, he was clearly surprised. The players were clearly surprised by this. 
All right, um, let's go to Dominic in North Carolina. Dominic. Hey, guys. So I read Mike McAllister's story this morning, and the thing that really resonated with me as someone who's coached high school, I got to coach my son, high school baseball. He, Nick gets to go home and coach at the same place, the same building, maybe even the same office as his dad. And that is a big deal. It's a big deal to a lot of people. And it really made, it put things into a bigger picture, made the, the picture much more clearer to me. And, you know, I, I think that that's why, no matter, you know, sometimes you can't put a price on that either. So I think we're making way too big of a deal about this, about what it says about Syracuse or Dino, and much more about Nick Monroe wanting to go home. Thanks, guys. All right. Hold on, hold on, Tommy. Even if he wanted yeah. to go home, Syracuse needs to make this a more attractive gig. If this guy's your leading recruiter, you need to keep him. Uh, dude, I hear you. I, I hear what you're saying. But maybe we could have given him $10 million bucks, and he's like, no, I'm going home. They've lost, like, I, I, they've lost I their offensive that. coordinator, their <laughs> defensive coordinator, and their top recruiter in the same offseason. Yeah, I... Just reading reading Mike's article, I mean, it 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 didn't take the sting. It took the sting away a little bit, but I understood it, and it, it took to me the blame off of Dino and and Wildhack. It really did to me, and and just I know that may not resonate with some people, and people may not like to hear it, but I really think this all had to be do with nostalgia and going home. And who knows if you know you know when Rocky leaves, they may say, "Hey Nick, you're ready. You had to go, you know, come back here." But then you know he'll leave again to go back to Minnesota if it meant that much to him then. So I, I, I really don't think it's an indictment on Syracuse guys. I really don't. I think he wanted to go home, and sometimes you can't put a price on that, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, and so. I, I appreciate you checking in, Dominic. And you may be right. I think where Paulie's coming from is that the optics of this, like if this had just happened by itself, and you're like, oh, okay, I get that. He wanted to go home. They pay, paid him some more money. What you're saying, Paulie, is that it's it's all it's yeah. this whole situation combined where it's Anai, White, Monroe. It seems like there's a, a greater issue at play. I'm going to guess 95% of coaches are not coaching in their hometown. Right, but... I understand what he's. Listen, we we work in our hometown, and you know, and this is a business like the TV business where you could do this a lot of places. I will say it is special for me to be able to do this in my hometown and to cover coaches that I grew up playing for or against, you know, through the high school level, and you know, have cultivated relationships with, and my family and friends are here. Like that is special. I understand that. So maybe that you know, maybe that was very high on the list. Maybe that was at the top of the list that he felt like I can't. You know, I've had other opportunities, but this one, it's hard to turn down going home. I get that. Maybe that is really all this particular situation is about, but I think where you're coming from, and correct me if I'm wrong, the fact that it's Monroe and Anai and White, and it seems like there's a there's a greater thing at play here than just yeah, one you, guy who wants to go home. You've got to make it an attractive job that when home calls, they don't want to go. You're, this is too good of a job for me to leave. Understood. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think Dominic's wrong. I, I think you be- might actually both be right. This, you're, you're both this right. This is now my home. Right. Let's go to Wayne in the truck. Wayne. This is so hugely concerning. He was our longest tenured assistant coach. They they slapped they slapped the interim uh, DC tag on him and then pulled it back away. I mean, I don't blame him for leaving, but when 
your recruiting is already subpar and you lose your best recruiter, this is deeply concerning for the future. It's deeply concerning. Yeah, uh, and, and we appreciate checking in, Wayne. I, I think it's, uh, yes, it's it's a concern. Steve, Yeah, I want to say one other thing. Listen, if you're a professional at anything, you have even the slightest bit of professionalism. When you leave a job, you're going to say, you know what? The reason I'm leaving is because positive over here. Yeah, yeah. And you're not, not, going, to, about, yes. you're not going to accentuate the negative. Right. Thank you. That is true. However, I'm playing devil's advocate here. However, we know that they're close. They've, I mean, they've worked together for nine years. They've yeah. been together since Bowling Green. Like, uh, w- they're close. Yeah, and so I've been close with a lot of people. Nine years, and I'm not the defensive coordinator? I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say I'm going home. Yeah. I'm not going to say, you know what? They pay me more money, and, and it's a better opportunity. I've been here nine years, and I didn't get the job I yeah. wanted. Right. Right. He's handling it the right way. Yeah. And that's why I said, go. we may never know yeah. truly from both sides of this. We may not know from Dino Babers exactly what happened. We may not know from Nick Monroe. And you know what? That's their right to keep it private. But it, it also forces us to speculate and guess and talk about what happened, why it happened. Is this a problem? How do you fix the problem? It is. They need to find a way to keep assistant coaches. <laughs> right. Like, because what's to say back, you know, back, does good for two years and he's gone. They've got to be able to, you know. That is a concern. Pay him. Do you remember? I, I know you do. God. But do you remember when Dino Babers won ten games and people were pulling their hair out about how, oh, he won ten games. He's you know he's not staying. He's going to leave. You know he was as good as gone. Right? You remember that? That's that's the concern around here. Anytime there's success, the concern is oh. You know, it, it can't be sustained because as soon as you have success here, you know it's a stepping stone program. That is that is a concern. That is a widespread concern. Like, where, where is where's Jason Beck from? What, where where do we have to worry about him going? Yeah, he, he's uh, he went to BYU. He's uh, from, you know, yeah. So when BYU comes to Colin, goodbye. I'm going home. See ya. I think that's uh that's a concern. Obviously. I just feel like this one didn't have to happen. Again, you we don't know. I was going to say you don't know. We don't know. I don't know. But I just, it's it's not, I'm going to, we'll, we'll put a bow on this by just me saying this. They've lost to the offseason this year. Yeah. They're way behind. Badly. They are. Badly. Yes. They need to rally. <laughs> yes. And it, you know what? You know what makes this all forget we had this stupid conversation? Seven wins next year, eight wins next year. We yeah. don't care. Right. Uh, who? Who? Oh, the swag. The swag daddy. What the <laughs> hell are we talking about a swag daddy for? What eight games? We're going to the Fenway Bowl this year. <laughs> Man, I hope they go somewhere better than that if they win eight games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Nobody will remember the swag daddy in in a year if Syracuse goes to another bowl game. But if they don't. People will say, Dino Babers will rue the day he lost the swag daddy. <laughs> so who knows? All right. Like I said, we we know. We will hit a timeout here. If you want to check in, please do so. 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio. 
Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Our artist of the day, Johnny Cash, and it was because he recorded I was Prison just Blues. You stole my thunder. Go ahead, tell us. Tell no, us no, you go for it. The I, way, I looked it up. This one is The Ways of a Woman in Love. This was the day he uh, he recorded uh, at Folsom Prison. You definitely know a Johnny Cash song when it comes out. Oh yeah, you. There's no mistaking the voice and and the and, sound. Yeah, the rhythm. Good stuff, as uh, the kids would say. I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we did Johnny Cash. Um, I'm glad I can make you happy, Steve. I was surprised you picked Johnny Cash over Eric Clapton. You know what that music means. It's a new game that we're doing here on Orange Nation. It's called the Match Game. Syracuse Notre Dame tomorrow in the Carrier Dome. And I'm going to ask you questions, Steve, and you're going to answer them in match game form. Let's do it. Jordan didn't. Jordan clearly not a match game fan because he put the blanks at the beginning of the question. He, yes, he did. In the Syracuse Notre Dame game. Blank will be the leading rebounder. I will say, and this is not, I'm not going out on a limb here. I will say Jesse Edwards will be the leading rebounder. Okay, Jesse Edwards, this game is set up for him. Yes. They don't have a big guy. They don't. And he dominated the first time around I'm gonna, 22 and 16. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that may shock you, Steve. I'm going with Benny Williams. It's wake-up day. That is shocking. That is a bold prediction. There you go. You heard it here first. Benny Williams is going to be my answer to one of these questions, but uh, not to that one. Of all the starters, blank will play less than 10 minutes. Benny Williams. You know what I'm going to say, Steve? This is going to be a complete game, and nobody okay, is going nobody. to. Well, I thought in. I had to pick someone because yes, nobody would be the the no, favorite you can pick answer. Somebody. Well, ten minutes is not a lot. So Benny has played less than ten minutes twice, and so has Chris Bell. Chris Bell and, and Benny have both played more ten minutes or more in every game this year, except for two. I take that back. Chris Bell's only played less than ten minutes once. It was the Colgate game. So 10 minutes isn't a lot. If you said 15, I, I would feel more comfortable with this answer. But we just saw Benny play eight minutes, and he just sat out a game. And Malik has played 30 or more minutes in the last two games. So if I had to pick someone, I would pick Benny. I think your answer is probably right, though. Uh, because in order to play less than 10 minutes, you really have to play poorly. And, and Chris Bell has been shooting the ball better. This Syracuse player will be... The second leading scorer, blank, somewhere in there. I'm going to say Joe Girard is going to be the second, second. leading, yeah, second leading Whoa, scorer. Uh, first time impressive. these two teams played, Jesse was the leading scorer, and, and you pointed it out. They don't have a big guy. Uh, certainly don't have a big guy who wants to bang down low. This should be a Jesse Edwards game. I think the safe pick here, the safe money is on Joe because Joe's been scoring so much that if he doesn't lead them in scoring, I think Jesse's going. I think I'm going to predict Jesse leads him in scoring. I'm going to have Joe second. I'm going to go Jesse Edwards, number two. Same reason. Basically, 
He hasn't been scoring around the basket. Like he had you hopefully this game is a game he can, but Here's a here's an interesting one of the small forwards blank uh, of the 3, not the 4. Of the 3, the people playing the 3, blank will be the leading rebounder. So that gives you the leading rebound. So we're talking about Taylor, Taylor Copeland, and uh, and uh, and Bell. Bell. Yeah, uh, Taylor. Yeah, I think he's getting more time. He's out there for longer. I mean, Copeland didn't even get into the last game. I don't think he's gotten into the last two games, from what I can recall. I, I think I think the answer is Justin Taylor. Okay. Do you disagree? No. Here's a fun one. Jesse Edwards would pass the ball great last game. This blank will be the leader in assist for Syracuse in this game. I think Judah's playing really well. I mean, we heard Jerry McNamara say uh, yesterday that uh, it was the the best game he's had in an orange uniform. And again, it, the, the numbers didn't jump out at you. He only had three assists. But the way he's running the team right now and he's – Picking his spots, when to attack, when to set up guys. He knows where guys want the ball. They're playing at such a high level. He's playing at such a high level that I think the answer is going to be Judah. All right. That uh, wraps up our version of the match game. Anything you, Any blanks you would like to throw at me that you're interested in guessing? Turnovers? You, you hit turnovers on the nose last game. I did. Um, Notre Dame doesn't turn you over. I was just going to say that. I think, say, I think there's a good chance they're in single digits. I mean, eight. I yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I would predict single digits because it's it's hard even against a team that doesn't turn you over a lot. It's hard to stay in single digits. But yeah, I think I think that's I think eight or nine is. I mean, that would be a good day. Notre Dame will hit double digit three pointers. I would say probably yes. That's not a good. Sign. I mean, they hit eleven in the first meeting. I mean, that's what they did. They took 33 shots. They were 11 for 33. They didn't even shoot it really that well. They take a lot of threes. I, I think, yes, I think they will They will hit double-digit threes. There I enjoy that. That's fun. There you go. I enjoy that game. Thank you. That's it's, a keeper. I, I, uh, I uh, tend to have genius radio. Di- uh, well, that, that wasn't your idea that you just adopted. It was my idea to do the match game. To, to do it on the radio, I guess so. But you didn't invent the match game. Oh, you don't know me. All right. Uh, you want to know something, uh, a little nugget in Pauly Sibilia history? Uh, guy who lived down the street from me in San Diego's son. So his son created pressure luck. Really? Yeah. No whammies, no whammies. Yeah. Stop. So I know the father of the guy. Is that guy like, <laughs> is he loaded? I don't know because I only knew his father. Okay. <laughs> Like, I don't know anything about I never met the guy, but he, this guy uh, was out walking his dog, and I was playing with his dog when I was, like, 10 years old, and he told me that uh, his son created Pressure Luck. It was, a, it was an underrated show. I like I think that it's show. back. Yeah, it is back. It has been back for a few years now. I'm okay with that. All right, here, people want us to do one of the yells, Steve, in the chat, so. Jordan Capozzi is so dumb. How dumb is he? He's so dumb that, I don't know, I could give you 10 different answers. He's so dumb that there's too many answers to uh, to give you. 
That was bad. All right, we'll take a break. You should come up with one. Give yourself the, the commercial break to come up with a Well, I'm just one. trying to get the please, audience what please, they want. Yeah, give, give them what they want. All right, uh, we've got Tom Walter set to join us on the other side. We'll tell you about a, a cool initiative between the uh, local libraries and the Syracuse Crunch coming up next on ESPN Radio.